0: bang the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teen, episode 135. On today's show, Simone is now legally a magician. Stephanie shares her love of the Before Sunrise trilogy, and the micromanaging of meal enjoyment is discussed. And now, here are your hosts,
1: Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong?
0: I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong?
1: Well, you had a monumental occasion this week where you passed a certain audition that you did. For. I
0: did. Well, it was actually a month ago. That's how delayed we are in our, in, our, in our recording. I knew in my head
1: as I said that it wasn't just a week.
0: No, no, no. I've enjoyed membership now for a whole month. But uh, oh. yes, so I talked about it for the last uh, few months, which is probably three episodes. But um, yes, so I passed my audition at the at the Academy of Magical Arts at the Magic Castle. So I'm now a magician member there and it is just so so great. Like I just um, yeah, I just like and now I can I can just, you know, go whenever I want, I can take guests and I can use the library. That is the best the best thing. I can go to lectures and like magicians were like there was this amazing trick that I saw at the castle and then um I went to the guy was doing the lecture that week and he just explained how to do the trick. Like it was a trick that when magicians Whoa. saw it they were like No way like magicians were fooled by this and he just told it and I was like, Oh my god, Whoa. I'm in heaven So yeah and I have access to the library. Um, which is so great because like there's a there's like a section because like greg being my husband is an associate member so he you know gets a lot of the benefits but not the magician benefits that i get so he can go and take people and stuff like that but he can't go to uh, magician specific things so there's like h- the first little portion of the library has like you know magic history and books about magic you know like like fiction about magic and associated arts like juggling so he's allowed to go in that section <laughs> associated but the arts, rest like of it, it exactly <laughs> that's what they say that um, the rest of it is the secrets of magic, so mm. I'm allowed to go in that. And there's like all it's these so books from like it is very Hogwarts, and it's very Hogwarts-like inside too. So yeah, so I can just access mm-hmm. all of those. There are like videos; they've like uploaded all these videos like to this database. And you can just search for a type of trick or a, uh, or a skill that you're trying to learn, and there'll be videos on it. and You can just and there's like a green like card table a padding mm-hmm. that the computers are sitting on, so you can oh just practice God. right in front of the computer. And it's not a lending library; like you just work there and. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh and, and leave but uh but yeah just like i've already learned so much in the last month because i've been to the library like probably six times so yeah so just membership has already had its benefits so i'm really excited i'm finally magician member and last saturday so i guess a week ago i had my first paid magic gig oh
1: my so, god what yeah. was it
0: um, it was a it was a Christmas party in Orange County at a house, and, uh, and me and Elizabeth uh, just went around doing strolling magic, which is just like walking up to strolling groups magic. of people. Yes, and just walking up to people, like, hey, would you like to see a trick? And then doing something and blowing their minds and then walking away it's pretty great <laughs> so yeah I, my wish first do
1: I, I don't know i want to see this i wish there's got to be some way but no i know i feel like yeah. yeah
0: i could but it would be more impressive in person so right. i'm saving it i'll have a show ready for you i'll be even better at it by the time i see you so
1: mm.
0: yes so yeah i know i feel weird that you haven't seen my manager
1: so <laughs> really, I really like your BuzzFeed video, though. So.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, you I feel see in that. on it
1: a little bit that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was a good video. I wish I forgot the link last um, last uh, episode. Let's just say last month <laughs> did not. Um, uh, it didn't work for some reason, so I'll try and put it up again. The link to my BuzzFeed video, and once again a reminder: it had 1.2 million views when it was on Facebook, but this is my uploaded version, so it might only have 12. But. but mm. <laughs> So it was very a well watched video. So anyway, so that's my uh, my big news. So um, yeah. So now you had on the document <laughs> from whenever this was started a while ago. Halloween recap. Halloween recap. So, so, so yeah, what, kind timely, what kind of timely? What uh, kind of timely news do you have for us there?
1: <laughs> timely news. Um, the most timely is that Judah. Had, it was two weeks ago. He had an emergency appendectomy. Oh, um, yeah. So that was big. That, I mean, everything ended up being fine, but I think that shaved a few years off my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sucked. So
0: that makes you almost 43, 44?
1: 44. 40, 40, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm pushing like 60 at this point. Oh, in my right, story, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but before that, there was Halloween, and Judah went as Harold from Harold and Maude. And oh, yeah he loves that movie and he, he loves the name Harold like he wants to name his kid Harold when he grows up wow and, and he dressed like in a little tie and it was really adorable and David um, dressed up as his uncle who who was the military recruiter who, who Harold's mom tried to get him to be in the military and took him there and his arm had been shot off in the war and but he rigged his suit so that it would salute General Patton or whoever was hanging in his office <laughs> so David like went to the thrift store and made this elaborate you know he totally sewed it and made it salute, and it cracked me up. So he wore that while we were trick or treating, and um, some of the people knew who who Judah was. They're like, "Oh, you're Harold from Harold and the Mod." Oh, I would say like three people out of all the houses we went to. But one uh, of them goes, "Is that your uncle out there?" <laughs> David standing there <laughs> saluting. So, um, yeah, that was that That's was Halloween. So,
0: so awesome, and. Um uh, yeah. So Judah's thirteen now, pushing fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like, when does when does he stop trick or treating? Especially at his I'd height. I wonder.
1: I don't even know because yeah, I know he's so he's so tall. He's taller than me. In- yeah every time and then when he got his appendix out they're like that was a really long appendix it probably so, <laughs> <tall>. <laughs> so i don't i don't know i was asking david like, and also
0: he was born with a molar
1: <laughs> he was born with a molar that's right he had to jump on everything jeez
0: molars which i now know only usually emerge uh after two <laughs> yeah
1: yeah they do so we didn't have to tease that one at least those are the worst to tease too am i right ladies <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Quincy was, an, to
0: this. Quincy was an awesome teether and didn't even give us trouble with the moments. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, yeah, no amber so beads for us.
1: That's something oh, else I you learned. Oh, remember those amber beads. Yeah, all so these, great. see these
0: babies? You'll start seeing them now that I've said it if you don't know, but you see little babies with these amber-colored beads around their neck They're supposed to help with teethings, but yeah. I don't know because I didn't need them because Quincy didn't give me trouble to wake up at night. Like, there were a couple times, like, oh, maybe it's teething, but it would just be, like, one night, so it could have been anything, really. (laughs) Oh, maybe it was a fast fast teeter. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, speaking of Halloween, I, in the last episode, forgot to talk about the monumental date in October, which was October 21st, 2015. Uh You mean, we're in the future. So um, I, like, afterwards, I was like, how did I not talk about that? So, because it was very, very important. I don't even remember if we recorded before or after that date, but all October long, I went to, like, four different events um, from about the middle of October, and I put together a Marty McFly in 2015 Costume. So 47 year old Marty McFly, not the 1985 one going to 2015 with the rainbow hat and the oversized, you know, resizable jacket. Not that one. The old one with the double ties and. I had a grey-haired wig and the double ties, which my friend Mashonda made, and uh, I looked awesome. And yeah, it was just like, it was just like such an exciting day. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, when the date came, I went and watched the trilogy on the date on October 21st, 2015, and I just like, it's like, oh my God, it's here. Like, I just, I was really, it was a big deal for me as such a Back to the Future fan. So did yeah. you um, get that into it, or... Uh,
1: were you just Oh, I didn't get as into it as you did. No. Well, no, no. A <laughs> few people did. But, yeah. yeah. I don't I doubt it. Took, but, yeah. I definitely took note of it. And yeah. um, I ordered you a Christmas present based on <laughs> Back to the Future. Yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. She, she sent me that. a
0: flux capacitor um, USB <laughs> charger. So it, like, lights up and flashes. And you could plug your phone and stuff. And you're, In your it's car. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. I'm like, really stoked
1: about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm just sending this to her. She, I don't want her to wait for Christmas Day. We have to get this to her as soon as possible. But.
0: Yeah, see, that's yeah. interesting. You said, like, three people while you're trick-or-treating recognized Judah as Harold because mm. I felt not enough people recognized that I was Marty McFly in 2015. Even Bunyan idiots. was confused, and I was like, What? Even Bunyan what? Yes, and I feel like she is my... If
1: she was in person, know, maybe she wouldn't have been.
0: Maybe, yeah, but like, but she saw the double ties in the photo, you know? It's huh. just like, I felt like she's been my partner in, in all things Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future, you know? That's who I mm. watched this stuff with, you know? And I sent her the picture, and she was like, I'm thinking Saul, like, from Breaking Bad. She's like, but he didn't have two ties. I'm like, no! And I was like, oh. <laughs> People are so forgetting. <laughs> I know. It's like That's the what's photograph so
1: melting away. <laughs>
0: it is, it is. That's exactly what's <laughs> happening. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'll go back
1: to the future reference, people.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully so, you'll know that. on the subject of trilogies, Whoa. what's the Before Sunrise trilogy?
1: Okay. That, Have you seen any of these say. movies? That no. this started with Before Sunrise. When no. I it came out, the first movie came out, Richard Linklater was a director from Austin, and I went to college right outside Austin, and uh, one of my professors said, I'm going to give you a lot of extra credit if you go see my friend's new movie. Uh-huh. So I went to go see this movie, and... It's called Before Sunrise. Okay, it was Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi, and it's about this, you know, they meet on train. They're in their 20s. He's American. She's French. They meet on train, and they have all this awesome conversation walking around Vienna all night before he has to take a train home or to the airport. So it's just like filled with all this tension and the stuff they talk about and, and the city. Like it was, it completely captivated me. And I drove back to Austin and saw it again. I remember, and that was a big deal to go uh-huh. all the way there and see it again. But I loved it that much. And when it came out on VHS, I bought it. You know, and I, uh-huh. <laughs> I was just in love with this movie. So. I remember the- when
0: it came out, I remember seeing like trailers for it and I was intrigued by it but I never saw it, so I know the movie you're
1: speaking of mm. Yeah, it's just the most 90's thing, you know, like his yeah. his goatee and his floppy hair, his huge yeah. Grant hair is so funny. Doesn't so he still they- have that though? I feel like yeah, he Ethan Hawke oh, is still really has trying that. to hang on to it. I'm gonna to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you noticed that because I think that's the theme. So they make a like a pact in the movie, like we are gonna meet here again in six months, and um, you know he's like, I'm gonna fly all the way out here. They don't have cell phones. They're not going to exchange numbers or anything like that. And so. Um, you the movie ends you don't know whether he went to see her or not and you're like what's going to happen so um, the second movie is called Before Sunset and it takes place in Paris when he's back there for a book tour for uh-huh. a book he wrote and she shows up at it And um, they haven't seen each other in these ten years, and so then you see them walking around Paris, talking about that night. You find out. And is it actually ten
0: years later? Yes, it's actually chronologically. Okay, it's
1: for real ten years later, right? So Richard
0: Linklater is really good at the like the boyhood thing of like
1: time time elapsing. I didn't realize he'd done this as
0: well. (laughs) Anyway,
1: go on. Yeah, no. Yeah, it totally is. And so um, then Before Midnight just came out a couple years ago, and that was another ten years after, or or close, like nine or eight or something. And um, they had daughters, and their marriage is on the rocks. And they they talk about, it's just, it's insane. It's just, you know, it it shows really honestly, I think, a full scope of relationship. Like, you know, the infatuation, and then when it gets rough, and how other people factor into it, and Uh parenthood, and... I was just, I, yeah, I, I, uh, my whole thing was like Ethan Hawke, you're such a dick like he he was being like hard-headed wasn't listening to her like and I I dissected this with my therapist friends I'm like what did you think of that how did you feel that and they were using all these therapy terms like they're really missing each other and right (laughs) so that was really it was really interesting I just I love that he made it again I didn't like how it ended but um right I'm you're very aware the whole time of how much Ethan Hawke his character and I think his real person really wants to hang on to his youth, you know. And, right. And she's more comfortable with letting it go, and that might be that she's French or um, she has a, a law career in the movie. But um, I don't know. I just really like it. I can watch those things over and over, and I have I just have a big emotional response to all of them. But
0: right, it sounds, I sounds very think. intriguing. I would I think I'd like to see it. And I mean I I've seen Boyhood, which I really really yeah. like. So I think I really trust. Uh, Richard Linklater as a director based on that so um, yeah I like that it was interesting what you said because like, sometimes like the not knowing you kind of like to leave it that way you know what I mean yep. and uh, it's like how do you feel about that where it was kind of left open and you could kind of fill in the blank yourself and then it ended up getting filled out and it doesn't end that great like how do you feel about that? I like that?
1: that I like that it wasn't ending great but right, right. Um, then they, they, they did kind of give you you still don't know how it's going to end at the same time of the last movie, so I'm like, maybe they'll make a it fourth. It.
0: <laughs> oh right, right. right. So, so it's there's... kind of like the seven, uh, the seven up series of, uh, yes, of like catching yeah. up with those people every seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Greg, yeah. we were, we were into that. I was really into like I, they showed a seven up in school and um, like a, whatever okay. they were up to at the time. And then Greg and I, I think we saw like. Uh, I think we saw 35 up in the theater or no, it must have been more late than that. I think we saw 42 up and then and then like the seven years later the next one was out I'm like oh this is out and Greg's like I don't want to see any more from those people <laughs> <laughs> it was just over because there's so much retelling and usually not that much happens so, any more from yeah. those people yeah there was that like, one guy who was like homeless and then the next time they came um. back he was like working in his local council and had pulled his life together but other than um. him like it's all pretty Pretty tedious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It
0: was just like I don't want to see any more from those people. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, just as a joke, I randomly suggest. Uh,
1: <laughs> ooh, I forty. Yeah, Forty-nine up is on. Yeah. Forty-nine up. <laughs> <No. laughs> Ninety-six up. Or I'm trying to think of multiples of seven. Maybe they're at maybe, they're
0: at. maybe um, they're at. You must be. They must be at fifty-six up by now. I think. Yeah. But um, just thinking, because I think it started in the '60s. <laughs> Yeah. I just can't believe the filmmaker's still alive. That's what always kills me. Yeah, geez. <laughs> D-
1: do you remember seeing Scared Straight, like the original Scared Straight from the 70s? No, no. Okay, that was, a, yeah. that was just a one-time thing, but I freaking love that. <laughs> I want to yep. show it to Judah, but I think it would be, like, a little much for him. Right, Because right. the guy pops his glass eye out. He's like, this is yep. what happens when you're in prison. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, on the subject of things ending a certain way, like I asked you about... Um, about uh, Before Sunrise and if you kind of liked the not knowing or thinking it was a certain way or something. Um, have you? Were you ever into Dream A Little Dream with Corey Feldman and Corey I watched Game? it
1: one time, yes, yeah, and Meredith Salinger? Or yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it yeah. one time.
0: Yeah. See, the first time I saw it, I couldn't make sense of it. And then the second time I saw it, it totally made sense. But but that's a movie where it's very confusing and I won't really go into the plot but too much, but basically it's just that Corey Feldman is this young punk, for lack of a better term as in just a you know a young little bratty kid a teenager and, um, and there are these two old people that live near their school and they're always cutting through their yard to get to school anyway so the, the old couple that lives there the man is like very spiritual and into like you know he's into meditating and tai chi and all this stuff and eating raw tofu but anyway he's trying to work he wants to be with his wife forever and he's trying to find a way to do that so he thinks that maybe they can live forever in dreams so he's doing this weird experiment oh and Corey word. Feldman and Meredith Salinger are running through the shortcut together and they slam into each other at the moment that the old people are doing the meditation thing and so it doesn't work exactly as planned because then the old man, Jason Robards personality is in Corey Feldman's body and the old lady goes into into Meredith Salinger but it doesn't really. It, she doesn't really know that because she, the old lady wasn't as into it as the man was. So that's the premise of the story: is like trying to maintain your love forever and doing this weird experiments. So you can live on in dreams, but yeah. So it's it's really it's a bizarre story, and there's a few awful moments, like the contemporary version of "Dream a Little Dream" that uh, Corey Feldman sings. But
1: oh my gosh!
0: Oh, <laughs> well, he he mimes <laughs> I to it and does some, some of his Michael Jackson. That's my only worst part of the movie. But otherwise, I think it's I think it's like it's like it's it's teenagery, but I think it's also. Kind but, like, a really interesting story. But anyway, so it ends, and I think it's a neat ending, and I like where it all goes and what everybody learns. And then, a few years later, they made Dream a Little Dream 2, and it's about... I haven't watched it because I'm like, this has nothing to do with that other than the name and Corey Feldman and Hamer in it, but it's about magic sunglasses. Like... (gasps) do you know what I mean like the first one was about spirituality and trying to exist in the dream world you know through some kind of meditation and spirituality and the other one is about magic sunglasses and I'm like no 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 so I refuse to watch it because I don't want it to taint uh what was already established in the first one
1: (laughs) maybe I'll watch it for you please (laughs) do yeah
0: yeah yeah God, but yeah, and it's just such a bizarre thing. To, like, it has no connection, you know, to what the first one was about.
1: So. I would like to see how they try to connect it.
0: I think, other than I know, I just won't even watch. Greg keeps—that's oh, what Greg teases me with about suggesting I watch Dream a Little Dream 2. But anyway, I think Dream a Little Dream one is a really, really great movie, despite some of its. You know, I think it's early '90s, but it's still. Yeah. Anything early '90s still has like '80s type cheese in it. So, yeah. despite that, I think it's a really great and interesting movie. So. Yeah. So, thing. anyway, um, gosh, we're really on a subject of sequels and and trilogies tonight. Wow, yeah, how that happen? <laughs> Without meaning to, I don't know. We're just so good at segues. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know if I've talked about this before about my fear of needles. Um, I might have. I know I did a blog about this a long time ago. I yeah, think I did, I knew yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, but I also talked about my friend danny Kay, who when we were we were like 17 and we would go into the city in melbourne to um just go to record stores and hang out and stuff and he um was trying to donate blood and he kept going to donate blood and we got to the thing once and it was closed anyway and then he tried another time and they said well you're under 18 you need permission from a parent and he was like damn it he went a third time, he had the definition from the parent, and he went in, and then he fainted when they pricked his finger Aww. for the initial blood test. So it was like, "Oh, And so for years, I was just like, it was so good. He tried so hard to donate blood, and after that, he, like, he tried to watch the stage production of train spotting and he oh, fainted no. when they were describing the shooting up. Just from oh, them describing button. it, he fainted. Tender buttons. But anyway, so for years, I just thought that was so sweet how hard he tried to donate blood. Anyway, and then I was telling his girlfriend a few years ago about this, and then he goes, oh, no, uh, I was just, I just, because I was in my goth phase, I thought if I donated blood, it would make me more pale.
1: (laughs) That was the reason?
0: That
1: was the reason he was oh trying
0: to God. donate blood. I love that so much. I, I love know, that right? I know, I know. I was like, oh! So that's why I think I was inspired to write my blog post. Because I was like, I can't believe, like, all this time I believed you were such an attempted hero, you know? No. But anyway, I tried to confront you, with you but that was, <laughs> his, that was his motivation. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember if that was the first thing that inspired me to donate blood. Maybe that was the thing that inspired me. I never thought about it. But anyway, so I wanted to donate blood for a long time. And, um... I've been afraid too, so I started my sister's not afraid of needles, so I was like for years like, You gotta donate, you gotta donate. You love needles and she's like, Yeah, yeah. And you so love she finally, needles. she does she's always like she watches it when it goes in and I'm like, I cannot deal. Oh, no,
1: I can't do that. No,
0: no, no. So anyway and um, so I was like, You should you should do it. So finally she did it and then she got my mom and dad to do it. So they're all donating. I think my dad might have finally stopped because he's over seventy and it's not as not as easy for him to do it, but anyway, um, so they're all donating, and um, I also asked my friend's mum is, is a uh, is a blood bank nurse, and I told her I said look, I'm really afraid, and I've just been trying to encourage other people to do it because I can't do it, and and then I told her about how I react, like I hyperventilate, and I cry, and and she's mm-hmm. like oh yeah, look, no, we don't want people like you, you just take what you take up all our time, and it doesn't go anywhere, and she looked at my arms, she's like oh and you've got crap veins anyway, and I was like yes, crap, vein. <laughs> crap veins, so I was like so for years I like well i got i got a pass from the blood bank nurse saying i don't have to do it so that was kind of my my lean on that but i still wished i could you know my family started doing it and then when i was pregnant i had all this extra courage so and there was a blood van blood donation van outside my obstetrician's office one day when we went in i was like i feel like i could donate blood i feel like i've got the got the guts for it and then like they don't take pregnant you know you can't donate pregnant. Yeah. So it's like, okay I mean I wasn't super close to doing it and then but anyway ever since I've had Quincy I've had I've been less scared of it like I've had a blood draw and the other day and I didn't like it but I wasn't like anxious about it all week like I usually would be like when I was in year 8 when I was um, 13 I found out about getting your tetanus shot in year 10 And Mm -hmm. I was scared of it for two years. And when it finally came, I actually didn't give the permission slip to my mom. And then I hid in the graphics room when everyone was going to get it. Yeah, like I was, that's like, that's how scared I was, like dreading a needle for two years. So, um, but anyway, after Quincy, I was like, I feel much, much braver about it, but I'm still scared. I'm still scared. And anyway, so this uh, magician at the Magic Castle had arranged this blood drive. And I was like, I. uh, I wish I could but I can't and, and, and he gave a speech to the women's magician group on uh, Monday and I was talking to him I was like I wish I could donate but I'm just too scared and he's like sit down and he gave me this long talk about um, about how you know just that you know one one unit could save three lives and it's giving of yeah. yourself and you don't even know what's happening to it but it's just like one of the best things right. you can give because it's not about you don't feel specifically good about anything because you don't know what happens to it and I was like okay okay and I said like, well I'll try and I actually gave myself permission not to go so I told myself okay plan to go on Friday but you don't have to go if you freak out you don't have to go so it was like not like you commit to something that you are getting paid for or someone's expecting you to work or something it was just like you you know plan to go but you don't have to so I wasn't stressed out all week and so I and the other thing that made me realize too is that when I had Quincy I had to worry about losing blood you know like they had to have blood ready for me when I gave birth because I could have bled to death you know hemorrhaged severely yeah. So I was like, damn, there was blood available for me. Like, I really have to do it now. You know what I mean? It's like, and I I thought the little discomfort that I will go through is so much less than whoever needs the blood is going through. So I put all these factors into my mind. And so I just sort of got in the mindset of, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, knowing I had permission to say no if I wanted. But yeah, I got there and I didn't freak out until just before she went to prick my finger for the initial test. And I was like, part of me was hoping, like, I hope I make it. And another part of me was like, I hope I have low iron. And she says no. But I, uh. I did not. Even as a vegetarian, I was not anemic. So, yep. So, she, she's like, yep, you're good. And then, like, they took me through. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so, the magician that talked me into it, he held my hand the whole time. Yeah, it just hurt going in initially. And then I didn't even feel it at all. So, I just lay there. The whole thing came out in less than 10 minutes. So, yeah, it was done. And I'm really proud of myself that I overcame that. So, Aww. yeah. So, that was a big accomplishment for me because, yeah, I just told my little story of how far all this has gone, but, um, yeah. a big accomplishment. Thank you. But yeah, so since I overcame that, I urge, I don't, I'm not going to touch anyone who does have a phobia of blood and needles, but anyone who doesn't have that phobia <laughs> should totally donate because I feel like you don't have an excuse because if I overcame it and you're not afraid, you should definitely do it. And if you don't have it, So, and they give you cookies. <laughs> and they give you cookies and juice and water. So, yeah, it's really good. Have you ever donated?
1: Yeah, we do a lot because they we have the a van. I mean, I, it's at the, ho- I work at a hospital and so. Right, right yeah they're always there so
0: gosh and how do you feel about it
1: i'm fine as long as i don't look at it i'm fine but um i'm always trying to put And my mom said that she was donating blood when she was probably you know she was in nursing school and her brother was there too and she said um, he stuck his head my uncle barry stuck his head into the room made the sign like it's about half full like he made like a tea thing with his hands like Like, the Uh bag of blood's about half full, and she passed out while she was giving blood after he did that visual. I know, but I always think of that every time. I'm like, I'm not going to look at the blood. I'm not going to think of the
0: blood. (laughs) Oh, really? See, that's funny, because when I was having it done, I I think somebody told me, like, 45 minutes, and so my mind was kind of like, okay, you're going to be there 45. Because that's that's not just the going in. Usually, like, if I just get a regular blood draw, like, if I can feel it in there, I hate feeling this stick in me, you know? So, um... Uh, but once it was in, I couldn't feel it at all this time. I was like, wow, well, that's amazing. So um, so I kind of, like, once it was in, I was like, okay, well, this can take as long as it's okay if it takes 45 minutes, you know. And I was prepared to just deal with it for 45 minutes. But anyway, but then after it felt like about five minutes, they are like, yep, it's half full. And I was like, what? So, yeah, so it's just kind of <laughs> awesome after that, you know. So And I also hate the, hate the removal, but that was, it's never yeah, as bad. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, so... I did it. Oh, but my friend Matt, the same one whose mother is a blood bank nurse, he's such mm-hmm. a fucker because he took my picture that I posted on Facebook of me with my bag of blood next to me after it was done. And he's like, so proud of you. Hopefully, you can get over all your phobias. And he'd photoshopped a picture of a plate with wet bread on it soaking <laughs> wet over the bag of blood. <laughs> God, what a fucking asshole!
1: <laughs> Simone, if you can overcome your fear of needles, you can overcome your fear of octopuses and wet bread. But there's Octopi. no benefit.
0: If I could save a life from overeating eating a wet bread <laughs> wet sandwich, I'd do wet wet bread it. Bread but until
1: live, let me know. I, I, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> For me, there's no reason. There's absolutely no reason to get over this. <laughs> if wet bread can save lives. I'll find a way to deal with it. <laughs>
1: Congratulations, I hope you can overcome all your phobias. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh god. So
0: how many times do you think you've donated?
1: Um They they don't let you do it more than a certain number of times a year, I forget. Yeah, so like yeah. twelve or thirteen. I don't know, something like that.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna try and do it four
1: times a year.
0: Is that normal or is that a lot?
1: I think so. I I think that's that's really good, but I yeah. can't remember. I think they might have different policies state to state on Yeah. They say not no. allowed
0: to donate for like eight until eight weeks, but I'm not yeah, not exactly. Getting it on the eight week mark every time. But I know. Um, The next blood drive at the castle is in June, so I'll. Oh, I'll so I, I think I'll be really impressed if I can tell Paul Green the magician that I donated again in between, um, in between the that and the and the, uh, in the next drive. So yeah. Paul Green the magician. <laughs> yes, he's the one that talked me into it. So, oh, yeah.
1: nice. Yeah. I, I just like hearing his full name and title. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, have you heard about Richard Simmons officially retiring from public life?
0: I have, and I'm a little suspicious about it.
1: Isn't it weird? Because the way he the first dropped off the weird. radar was, it was just, and then they sent like the police to do a welfare check on him, and they said he was fine. And
0: but even this comes from his um, comes from a spokesperson. Like, I just want him to tell us that that this is what he wants, you know? Like, I think there's someone, people were speculating there was, like, elder abuse or something going on.
1: There's something. I, I don't know. There's something in, that doesn't seem to add up, but...
0: I guess maybe if he's gone into some serious depression, he doesn't even want to deal with us. He doesn't yeah. want to talk to people and tell us himself. He doesn't want him to be seen with his big beard and completely bald and... Maybe he's just gained a bunch of weight. Maybe he just doesn't want to be seen. But I wish he would just call into a radio station or something and make an announcement and just tell us how he feels. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm really worried. We're just, you know, we, you've met him. I've met him. He's just such a vibrant, energetic, excited person. And that he would just sort of disappear like this with no yeah. explanation. Is I mean, he's just so
1: fragile and vulnerable. You know, yeah, he's yeah. So he is that too. And kind of raw. So it makes yeah. me a little worried.
0: Yeah, gosh, I thought about going to his house and knocking on his door
1: and really? asking him to see. Him. Have, yeah, you know where his house is.
0: Uh, you can look it up on
1: Celebrity House. <laughs> <laughs> Have you driven by it? Huh? Have you driven by?
0: I haven't. No, but I mean, they show like a. Uh, uh, there was a video that where a tour bus, um, uh, you know, like a celebrity, you know star tour buses um, drives by his house and he'll, he'll, he'll like come out and wave and stuff from his house Aww. you know but I think so he, got ra- he got his foot he got his foot run over once it was on TMC. <laughs> what <I'm, laughs> by a passing car, car while Christmas he's talking
1: party with the tractor yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. no it was like while um while he um, while he was talking to people in the tour bus <laughs> no. and then like a car comes and runs over his foot or something like that yeah oh, oh Richard Richard I can't believe oh. it and listen to Jonathan when he came out gosh i think it was like two years ago or a year and a half ago he tried to work out with richard and they said oh he's not in they keep that's the thing they always oh. say he's not he's not here this week or he's not mm. into that but he hasn't been there at all for like over a year wow so yeah it's really really sad but i miss richard and yeah i remember the last time i didn't work out that day, my oh. day. but yeah. yeah
1: yeah and he always remembered you
0: he did, yeah. He noticed my hair color changing all the time, Aww. Yeah. Anyway. Just realized it's weird. Like, I saw him then, and then he went to Paris and spoke at uh, a tra- the flight center uh, uh, convention, the world, the global ball, and Bunyan was there. So Bunyan saw him live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. she That's saw Michael J. It. Fox.
1: It was so crazy. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe he's just too old you know like maybe he's he's just like I can't do this anymore I can't keep this up what is he he's in his 60s like exercising like that Like I know those actually he might even be 70 ass. by now yeah, you know. and that I just wish sense. like
0: so much of it was about you know loving yourself and accepting where you're at and still trying to do better and you know. Well, the press release
1: really sh- said that um, Simmons will remain active in philanthropy and dedicate to helping the obese and overlooked, but from behind the scenes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, because so, he was always so like calling. He cult. would call people every day, and stuff. he always yeah. did that anyway. He had people that he had to call and motivate. So God, and I had this really sick thought, which was to like. You know, present myself as someone morbidly obese so that Richard would start talking to me. (laughs) Is that sick? Is that sick? I just want to talk to Richard. I just want to talk to
1: Richard. (laughs) What's the ugly duckling challenge?
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so this is a challenge I put to all of our listeners. There's the Disney version of the ugly duckling from... I forget what year, but it's old, right? And I uh, was just finding some things, cartoons and things for Quincy to watch. And um, I like showing him vintage cartoons because I like watching them too. But um, anyway, so I found this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this will be nice. And the duckling is born he's really excited to be born like all the other four or five ducklings are born before him the parents are really proud and he pops out last and they are like jip, 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 jip. and he's all like "Hook!" and they're just like Ugh, what's this and he's just so he's got big eyes and he's so full of hope and happiness and like there's my mama and he's so happy yes he's so full of happiness and happy to be alive and his parents are just like and they're just like freaking out. There's no woods in it, but it's so funny because the dad is like obviously like they're having this, you know, quack 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 quack. They're like bickering about like what's what's the deal with this kid and clearly he accuses the mother duck of like screwing around cuz then no. she punch she decks him. She decks him like how dare you. And then yeah, and <laughs>
1: I but don't all really this is, that. is just
0: all of this is just with quacking, but it's really it's really hilarious. But anyway, so he gets rejected, and from and he's so sad, and his eyes get all droopy, and I just start weeping and weeping and weeping, and, weeping and then he keeps trying to join in, and they keep kicking him out, and I keep weeping, and they try to join someone else, and I just keep weeping and weeping and weeping, and weeping the whole time yeah. until he meets his people, you know, the other swans, and he's happy, and then I'm like weeping with joy. And poor Quincy's like watching me, and he, if I cry, he cries. He gets really Upset. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. mama, don't cry, don't cry. And he's like hitting at me, like, stop it, stop it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm. It's not you. I'm like sad because I think he thinks that he's done something wrong. Sure. And that's why he's usually upset when I'm crying. That is often the case when he sees me cry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but in this case, I was like, no, Quincy, it's not your fault. I'm just sad for the duck. I said nobody wants him, and I was like trying to explain <sighs> to him while I'm crying. So my challenge to listeners is to watch the Ugly Duckling. I'll put a link up on the on the on the blog page. Hopefully, it works along with my buzz. Feed video and see if you can get through it without crying. That is my. I can't even. And Greg, cause you I, want to watch it no, again, I, I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't uh, let you watch this again because mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I couldn't. I didn't want to do it again. It was horrible. Yeah. So anyway, like it's totally sweet and beautiful to watch, and also uh, an emotional roller coaster that I don't need in my life. So yeah, yeah. that's my challenge to see. If, and so you've you've seen it and you cry also. Oh.
1: Uh, you, no. You, <laughs> I mean were, crying. I I will I will I won't recover ever from I, that. Have you seen it before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah but, yeah. I mean yeah you, I, I yeah. mean it's been a while but god I can't watch stuff like that anymore. I cried at Breaking Bad way too much. Like I I can't You cried watch at Breaking Bad? Like crazy. Oh my it god. Like, Cuz I mean I see the real thing. I'm like oh these poor people they're stuck in this cycle. This is how whoa, 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 and this is real. Right right right. It wasn't recreational for me. Right right right. Uh
0: so you see people getting burned uh, alive in um, chlorofluoric
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, did a test on um, uh, on uh, what's that show? Mythbusters to see how many of the, the science things from um, Breaking Bad were true. So in that like huh. second episode when the the body gets uh disintegrated like it, they did it with like a dead pig and yeah it, couldn't, <laughs> it, could, it, co- it couldn't do it they even and then usually when it doesn't work they like up the stakes part beyond what even happened like well maybe if they did this this and this would have yeah, worked they and they add the all steak. those things yeah and it still they didn't they didn't quite get it I think that did really mess it up and then they kind of got close but it didn't quite
1: happen oh, yeah. you completely
0: turn it to all liquid but just before we started recording while I was eating dinner <laughs> I watched um, it was a video uh, it's like a five minute video of a guy who watched all 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 of Breaking Bad in three days like from Eight in the morning to like Whoa. just after midnight, and he just what he'd never seen it before. So like the camera's just on him, and it's just like shows like just keeps freeze framing of, and it shows in the top corners what episode he's at. So you just see him like <laughs> moving, you know, st- watching, 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 you know, readjusting, getting a blanket, blanket off, eating, you know, checking his phone for a second, blah, blah. and then it'll freeze frame and tell you at the, at the expression on his face, and it tells you what he just saw in the show. Oh. And so yeah, when you see the ones, it's like oh, it's like yeah, like until so there was like one big moment, I was like. Waiting for his reaction, and he delivered. He was just like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so, but just freeze frames on that for like three seconds, and then just keeps going. Just all these shots. But yeah, the whole video is like five minutes of him watching all five seasons. Oh my God, so I love yeah, that. yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> but yeah so yeah that's my ugly duckling challenge so let yeah. me uh let me He's know up. if anyone's able He's to watch it and not cry so um actually i asked i told elizabeth about this i think i was texting with her like just after this happened and uh and then she watched it and she's like yeah it was really sad it was so sad but i didn't cry and i was like because you have a heart of stone <laughs>
1: <'Cause-> <laughs> just
0: but she told me she cries at um the end of of mice and men
1: Oh god, yeah, for real Yeah, that's pretty
0: sad That reminded me of one of my favorite tweets I ever did Which was, uh, was because Quincy had started stroking my hair And so I tweeted, Quincy has started stroking my hair With all the tenderness of Lenny from Of Mice and Men
1: (laughs) I love you, I love you, I love you
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you don't get that joke, listen, you need to read Of Mice and Men
1: (laughs) Or see the movie. Yes, yes. And, that'll be your your other challenge. Yes. The, sub, 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 the subsequent ugly duckling challenge. Yes. Um, so you wrote on the document that you micromanage your eating, and doesn't everyone do that? Yes. That's your question. So I want to hear, okay. hear what's behind this.
0: Yes. I'm dying to know what your answer to this is, because I okay. I have a feeling I, I have a guess. that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll just see. So a few months ago, I was talking with my new co-worker, um, who I guess isn't so new anymore. But yeah, I was talking to him. We're talking about food or something and burgers and fries. And I just said, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I just eat all the fries and I eat the burger. I was like, yeah, I kind of alternate between the two, you know, I'll eat a bit of fries, eat a bit of burger and go back and forth. And then at the end, I have to decide which bite I'm going to finish on. And he's like, oh, I've never done that. I've never thought about what bite I will finish on. And I was like, really? And I was like totally shocked about this, you know, because I always do this and I'm just like, do I want a fry taste or I want a burger taste? So anyway, I sat with this for months, he's like I'm going to do that, next time Next time I, he said next time I eat I'm going to think about that, and he's like now I think I'm going to think about that all the time from now on. So he did later think about it, you know, it's, I don't know if he always thinks about it, but it did occur to him at some point. So anyway, so months oh go by, God. I don't talk about this, and then for whatever reason I'm relaying this to Greg, like, like isn't it weird that he doesn't do that? And Greg's like,
1: uh... I don't do
0: that. And I was
1: like, what? And I I was like,
0: am I the only one who does this? You
1: can't be the only one, but you're probably in a minority or actually maybe you're not. That's what we're trying to find out. I think we need to put a poll up on the website
0: because yeah, I just don't know. So anyway, like, so I said to Greg, I'm like describing is like, no, no, no. And like, so I'm like, I'll have the last bite and say I should be drinking water. Like the glass of water will be there. And say, I just had the last bite. Like I will wait. Several minutes, like a good five ten minutes, until the flavor has left my mouth before I'll I'll um, have like just plain water. Like I would have like a drink Whoa. or something, but like I want to like t- that's why I made my choice. I wanted to have this flavor in my mouth. That's why I made it the last choice, you know. Wow. And, and I always get bummed. Like say you take the last bite, and then there's like a tiny piece of cilantro or something that I don't like, <laughs> It's stuck, or like a, a peppercorn, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this has all been tainted with peppercorn or or <laughs> cilantro. So I really get sad when that happens. Um, I think anyone would get sad when that happens if it's just overpowering flavor that you don't like. But anyway, so yeah, so like I said to Greg, like if I make risotto asparagus risotto and, you know, like, you know, I mix all the asparagus in, but sometimes they're just, you know, mouthfuls that don't really have any asparagus in it. So if I'm, like, down to, like, two bites, I'll look at it and I'll say, well, this half doesn't have any asparagus in, this half does. So I'll, like, split it in half and eat the one that's just plain rice first and then I'll eat the asparagus one last. Like, I'm doing all this. And he's mm. like, it's just a control thing. You're, like, trying to control every element of enjoying your meal. And I was like, I guess so. So anyway, I asked, I asked Elizabeth. She doesn't do it and she thought it was funny. Um, and then... I asked I asked my friend worker Miho about this, who is very it into seems controlling like something things Miho might do Exactly, and she does yes. so,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> so then I was like, okay, this is a control thing. And she's more of a control freak than I am, but it makes sense that she would something she would do. So clearly you don't do this. That was my guess that you didn't do this.
1: <laughs> that was your guess. Yeah, I know I don't fucking care. I'm like, I just want to get it in me <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't think about about the taste or whatever. I remember my one of my boyfriends in college. Um, I I said, "Do you want some Coke?" And he's like, "No, I just ate a Reese's peanut butter cup, and I want the taste to linger or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> like like oh. you can do that. Like you can savor, you know." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah I, was, I, understand. And then I tried it and i'm like no this isn't like having it in my mouth this is just like reminds me it's not there anymore so
0: oh interesting <laughs> reminds you it's not there
1: anymore i think i got over that pretty quick because i think i was into i don't know like feeling it in your mouth rather than just tasting i don't know i don't know what my thing is with that yeah so. well-
0: yeah, we'll pay some attention over the next month, I guess, and, um, and report back if you, if you take any of that into account. I know for me and chocolate, though, I just don't think they mix very well. I think I've tried, like, when I was younger, and I'd have Coke after chocolate. and it just Oh, doesn't, no, yeah, they don't it mix at all. They don't mix at all. So, yeah. Also, the yeah. toothpaste. What about in the morning after you brush your teeth and if you eat something, you still have toothpaste taste in your mouth? Did you I care about that? I am able that?
1: to get over that. I right. am able to not care. It used to drive me crazy, and I think, like, the older I've gotten, I'm like... I'm just gonna let that one go because it stresses me out too much. So Yeah.
0: I always yeah. found the worst combo of that was orange juice orange over toothpaste. Juice and, it's yeah. such a bummer. It's like because it's just so quick, it just washes through it, doesn't taste right, and it's gone. You know, like where <laughs> I feel like if you're chewing food, it really has time to kind of take it with it. You know, and so then subsequent bite it will it'll will taste better, I feel. But the toothpaste I have now doesn't really have a strong minty taste. It's this like natural sea sea. I don't know. It's made from something from the sea, <laughs> but the anyway, sea. it makes my teeth really smooth <laughs> and clean feeling, and it doesn't have a lingering um, uh, uh, mint taste, so I can eat something almost immediately, oh. and uh, and I don't what have is to it? deal with that. It's called Sea Fresh by Jason.
1: Oh, Jason's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that's Jason. my toothpaste. That Jason, but one doesn't have fluoride. The paste doesn't have fluoride the gel Uh, does have fluoride so i get the gel uh, because i want i want fluoride because portland's insane for taking the fluoride out of their water
1: so yeah my friend um, it's chemical it's a
0: chemical
1: well my friend who who's here i mean she's completely organic and everything with her kids and she didn't have them let them have any fluoride and she just posted on instagram of her Five-year-old son getting cavities and every filled in every single one of his teeth. She's like, I should not have done that fluoride thing. Like, I should have let my kids Duh. have fluoride. So.
0: Oh my god, it's I just mean, so they... dumb. It's like it's chemical. We are made of chemicals. We are comprised of chemicals. Like,
1: oh, so why like... don't you eat at McDonald's? Why don't I eat at McDonald's? Yeah.
0: Well, because I don't eat meat. So <laughs> that's why well, I don't well, eat. at like other... the
1: fries or something.
0: The fries are soaked in beef fat. I ate them before I knew that. So really, yeah, yeah. I heard that they made fat.
1: them all vegetarian. No, recently. no. What they
0: did was this is what they did, right? They they used to cook them in beef in in lard or whatever, and then they they you know people complaining, so they. Um, they stopped. They said, okay, now we cook it in vegetable oil. And so people started eating And Vegetarians and Hindus were eating them again. And then it turned out they were pre-soaking the fries in beef fat and then that's cooking terrible. them in vegetable oil. And they got sued and had to pay out millions. So, Good. Yeah. So they continued to soak their fries in beef fat. But
1: anyway, Apple. so yeah, So
0: that's why I don't eat McDonald's fries. I'd fucking eat them. Otherwise, I love them.
1: <laughs> they smell, I know. Like I was telling Judah all about the natural flavoring. I was like, what do you smell? That's like pure chemicals it smells like delicious food it tastes like delicious food but i just want you to know that's not delicious food at all yeah so, yeah, yeah. Just the sneaky stuff they can i mean i still let them eat them but <laughs> yeah yeah just that. But, uh, well i
0: miss i've been to some restaurants i used to think special sauce was so amazing but isn't it just like ketchup and ma- it's just and ketchup
1: and mayonnaise mixed ma- together
0: yeah with like little pickle bits in it
1: yeah, yeah. like tartar sauce and ketchup or something I think. yeah
0: yeah yeah so i should just put that on some other burger. I think I've done it before. Actually, I got special sauce, a side of special sauce, because uh, Miho was sick, that's and fine. I told her I'd, I'd, I'd get some lunch for her, so I um, I got McDonald's for it, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm in a McDonald's drive-thru. And anyway, <laughs> for like the first time in a, de- to a decade. Anyway, and then um, yeah, and then I was, I was like, can I get a side of special sauce? Oh, that's so
1: awesome. And they had
0: no way to provide sides because that's McDonald's for you. Of they course. like put it in a cap without a lid. Anyway, uh... and then um, I took it home and made a burger, but Yeah, it it wasn't quite right. Like, yeah, something is missing. You know, like if you make a burger, like say you you go to a place and you get a burger that you think this is great, and you try and remake it with all the ingredients, there's just something missing. I can never replicate any burger, even when I ate meat. I've never been able to replicate a burger like that I've had in a restaurant, Mm. you know? There's something about the way they cook it on the grill and all the old grease and everything in it. Yeah, so you can't. I don't even
1: try them at home.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So next um, up, I'm oh, curious yeah, yeah. about the Simone getting seconds thing.
0: Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. So on the subject of food, um, so there is a magician at the Magic Castle, Alan um, Bursky, and he uh, he was uh, roommates with Freddie Prinz, um, Freddie mm-hmm. Prinz Jr.'s dad when he uh, committed suicide. So he was like oh, friends with him back in the day. So anyway, so he's like this you know uh you know just cantankerous you know man (laughs) and um so but he like he knows everybody but he uh he's kind of a jerk but he's a good magician and he knows all this stuff so he's kind of a good person to talk to but he's also really really obnoxious so Hmm. one time he said to elizabeth she said something about having some kind of sexy element to her act and he's like sexy you, I can't see you as sexy, you know? So anyway, he's like, he's so Thanks, fucked. So, so I was sitting next to him at, at, at the member's lunch uh, a few weeks ago, and I'd already eaten, and I cleared my plate, and then I got up, and he's like, where are you going? I was like, uh, get some more. And he, like, looked at my waist and just looked up at me and shook his head!
1: <gasps> no, he didn't.
0: He did. He did. Oh. He did.
1: My God. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. What did you yeah. do? I was just what like, did you think? I
0: was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Well, the funny thing is, like, if he had said that to me, like, three months earlier, I probably would have gone to the bathroom and bawled my eyes out. Mm-hmm. But luckily for him, not for me, for him, <laughs> um, uh, I've just arrived at a place where I'm okay with my body. Like, it's not, like, model thin or anything, but I like it. I look at it in the mirror. I'm okay with it, you know? So I was just like... I don't really care if you think it's too fat, you know, or even if he was just joking, whatever. It's like, it didn't get to me at all. Like, it honestly didn't. I was like, I know I'm not skinny. I'm not as skinny as Elizabeth. I don't care. I just, I'm fine. So it didn't bother me at all. And I really felt like, you know. I hope
1: he went and got seconds in front of him.
0: Oh, I did. Well, I got my seconds, and because um, it's a buffet, Sorry. I got my seconds and sat right next to him and kept eating. And I ate fucking potatoes and pasta and, Good. and croutons. So yeah, I I, I was uh, not holding back. So um, yeah, I have lost some weight in the last few months but um, but yeah like I've got to a place where I'm not as I said I'm not like totally skinny or anything and I'd like to lose a bit more but I'm happy where I am so it's a nice feeling to really feel like someone can say that to you and it doesn't affect you Geez,
1: seriously that's the dream right there
0: yeah it honestly didn't (laughs) affect me I was like Yes, so I'm oh. thankful to Alan Bursky for <laughs> helping me know that I mean it when I say I, I'm okay with how I look. Yeah. So, yeah, so even though, yeah, he that was totally fucked. God. But um, anyway, but and then I think the following week I had posted on the members only um, group on Facebook that I was looking for a specific effect and he had it, he'd written a book on it. Like he spent no. 10 years writing the book on the effect I want and it's really complicated and hard to do. Seriously? But he, he wrote it. And he yeah, he sold it to me for like thirty bucks and then and then he came down and found me in the library Aww. and like explained it in greater detail. So you know what I mean? Like he's fucked, but he's also really helpful and useful. <laughs> and like he gave Elizabeth all these like DVDs. He sent me a book, you know, another card book that he thought I should have. So, you know, Aww. it's a mixture bag, so you gotta take a yeah, look at that. <laughs> it is.
1: Uh, Aww.
0: Um, yeah, so still on the subject of magic. Um uh... Uh, when oh yeah, it was the night of my audition. Actually, um, some people were leaving and talking to Greg and our friend Rob Zabrecki and I guess there was a Christian Magicians meeting at the castle, and I didn't know oh that my. this was a thing that they actually oh have to congregate. My. So I'm like fascinated by what the Christian Magicians are talking about, and Christian Magicians like it kind of baffles me because I feel like I'm not just saying this, but like uh, I think the majority of the, it's like scientists, you know, that the majority of the magician population are skeptics because. I mean, where like, you know, magicians know how mm-hmm. things that seem unbelievable and magical work. That, that's what the business is, you know, of right. like because people see these things and they think, no, I think it was real. I think it was real, you know, and magicians know that there's some some way to do it, you know. So Christian yeah. magicians
1: fascinate me because I'm like, you know, that all <laughs> this is bullshit, right? needs to call themselves that. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: but they fascinate me because I'm like you know all these things that fool people are real and then you still believe in something magical you know so you know I'm just curious as to where their line is you know about when real magic ends and pretend magic begins and so on you know but anyway but in I was just looking doing some research trying to find more about Christian magicians and I found this uh, this article where um, I guess this British magician named Dynamo like levitated himself alongside a double decker bus and um and so like these Christians were like freaking out about magicians and how it's a gateway to the occult and all this stuff and then the Christian magicians were like panicking like no 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 they're crazy and it's not like that and that's not how it works and there's an explanation for everything and like it was just sad that the Christian magicians were trying to defend themselves uh, against the the other crazy Christians who uh, were accusing magic of being real so I thought it was pretty sad but yeah but as I said it's all convoluted like they're trying to convince other people who believe in Mm. in real magic that 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 their magic isn't real but they believe in other magic you know like so yeah i don't know what to make of it but i would like to meet one of these christian magicians and and learn more about it so yeah you're brave enough
1: please report back yeah
0: it'll be hard but to not say something wrong
1: (laughs) not to be like are you serious yeah Freaking yeah,
0: where does this begin and end for you, the magic? You know, like, are yeah, there any yeah. are there any effects that a magician has done that you think are real or a miracle?
1: <laughs> begin and end for you. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, and so finally, I had a great cake that I'm say I've saved for the podcast, and it involves oh, Bitmoji. So um, I think you and I went Bitmojiing the other day, and after I'd sent it to you, and and now I think you would admired my dress um, that I was wearing, yeah. my bit that my bit- my was wearing, my Bitmoji was wearing, and um and it's a short sleeve dress, and I thought, oh, I might get cold in that. <laughs> 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 I love that so much. Yeah, so uh, I was worried my bitmoji was going to get cold. <laughs> it's a real problem. It's got very cold lately.
1: <laughs> it is a big problem. Does okay, it look it, like, like in me LA to be- right now?
0: Oh, it's like. Fifty degrees and stuff. It's oh, bad. Wow. And everyone's like, you're a stupid bitch. But yeah, um, yeah it's 52 degrees right now. It was down mm-hmm. to it felt like felt like 48 degrees a few days ago. So it's been pretty cold. It actually rained today, which is shocking. So um, yeah, yeah. So how is it up I there? About
1: that. Up here, it is like 40, 40 degrees it kind of gets down to 30 if it's really clear. Uh-huh. It will get really, really cold, so it's cold enough to snow, but it won't snow because it's so clear. <laughs> there are no clouds to snow on you, which is how it got so cold. So anyway, I don't think we're going to see any snow, which is right, the main right. benefit to cold, but yeah. um, I don't know. I'm so used to it. I was at a party last night, and we were talking about about how how hard it is when the days get really short, you know, but how we cope. We're like, like I, you know, someone told me, she's like, I love the cold weather. I love like taking hot baths when I get home and then I get under my electric blanket and I, it's an excuse to drink a lot of tea and I'm like, I know, I kind of get that too. So, yeah. Yeah. We, it was kind of funny to talk about these strategies that these Seattleites have to, to deal with the, the light deficiency and the cold. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I learned to appreciate winter a bit more after I, cause I used to just kind of resi- resign myself to jeans and. You know boring clothes in the winter And then I discovered like leggings And skirts and wearing leggings Under dresses because I just sort of retire my dresses For the winter you know and I just Got into like layering and stuff so Yeah, yeah. and my nice my nice red Shiny boots that are like insulate me oh, All the way up to my boots. knees thank you Those um, I'm onto my Yeah I'm onto My third pair I left nice. I, I had an extra pair and I realized the last two winters Because actually I've been hot warmer Another benefit and not just being afraid of needles But I've been warmer um, since oh. I had Quincy so um, I didn't wear them and it's been warmer here too I think the winters haven't been as cold either so um, I didn't wear them the last much the last two winters so when I took it to Australia um, in April I left them there and so I just took this other spare one I had because they have discontinued them so I took the spare one I oh. had in storage so I was like they're not going to wear out now because I've got two pairs and I'm not wearing them as much as I used to but, but anyway yeah now, so, so now I insulate really well but I, I know what I mean I, I don't mind going out all bundled up you know I'm okay mm-hmm. with that so it's just waking up in the morning and the house is cold that's when oh, that's to the die. worst yeah i definitely that's,
1: had I'm a like day suicidal in the morning yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like
0: i can't live in this world i cannot mm-hmm. live in this world mm-hmm. no but there was a few days ago where it's just like it was really cold when i got up and it was gloomy like it's still sunny here even when it's cold and i just couldn't all day i was just like waking up napping lying down awake like I just it was like I had nothing in me nothing to give I was so miserable but um mm. anyway but I poked up the next day and yeah we actually went out in the cold and took Quincy on a Christmas light train in Griffith Aww. Park so yeah that kind of the, the cold Aww, definitely jarred me awake so yeah but um, yeah, there's still the uh, the heating wars have begun in our house with me turning it on and Greg turning it off because the fucking thermostat doesn't work, so you have to manually turn it off. So it's me just turning it on, stays on until Greg turns it off. And he would complain. I was like, just turn it off. When I'm too cold, I just turn it on, so you can just turn it off when you're too hot. When you by the time you're too hot, I'm fine. I'm just not, not too hot, so I leave it on. So yeah, that's fine. It's finally sinking in. So he just turns it off when he's finally it sinking
1: in. Yeah yeah
0: so anyway,
1: so that's where we're at oh my god okay so for the last thing I wanted to play this game that Simone invented um, she calls it Pure Henry and it's where you take um, a book of Henry Rollins poetry and you either make up three things and say one real Henry poem or you read three real Henry poems and say one fake one Yes. And you have to pick. So, which which way do you do it?
0: I think you just pick. You make up two and have re- read a real one. So someone has okay. to guess which one is pure Henry.
1: Out of three, yes. Yeah, so, so you have to guess which is pure Henry. So you make up yes. two, two, two ridiculous poems and, <laughs> yep. and then say one real Henry Rollins yep. poem. Okay, I was dying to play this, but then we didn't prepare. We just started recording and we're like, oh, wait, we don't know. Like, yeah, we don't yeah. have anything at the ready. But so we're just going to tease this for next time. If you yes. want to hear us play pure Henry, that's what you're going to get. So, Yeah. Um, uh,
0: oh, on that subject of Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm when i went to uh, festival supreme he did um spoken word and it was really funny and Mm. and and it was great and um anyway and then yeah the next day we were at our friend's wedding and talking to a comedian that i don't think is funny at all (laughs) like everyone in the community doesn't think he's very funny (laughs) but anyway we're so like oh yeah we're at festival supreme and we saw henry rollins and he's like oh what was he doing i was like oh yeah spoken word he's like yeah isn't that what they call uh you know, what, you know, comedians call you know people call, call some, com, uh, people call comedy that isn't funny, and I was like, well, there are a lot of people doing comedy that isn't that aren't funny either. Oh, and yeah. then I realized I didn't mean to be I didn't as I was saying I didn't I wasn't meaning to like say it to him, but I realized I was essentially saying it to someone who falls under that category. So I was yeah. like,
1: oh, I shouldn't have said
0: that. But he doesn't know he's not funny, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, he probably so makes a
1: ton of money, so he probably he does. doesn't know he's not funny. He does. Funny. He really does. Nice
0: like too much it's actually really really wrong
1: <laughs> i think we all probably know who you're talking about maybe <laughs> without saying maybe maybe well
0: i'll confirm off the air so.
1: okay goody okay let's yep. wrap this up then i need to hear who this is um yep. so if you have to buy anything from amazon go to dongtini.com first and click through so we get a little kickback um that helps us stay on the terrestrial airwaves and if you want to call the dong line, we really enjoy voicemail. So, um, Simone, can you remind me what our number is, please? 323-301-DONG. <laughs> dong is in Wiener. That's the stuff. And I think that's about it. So until next time, bye, Simone.
0: Bye, Stephanie. Bye.